Hey, Pepin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, movies. Oh, really? Movies like uh, bang, bang, boom, boom, pow, pow. Yeah, just like that. You know how sometimes there's a movie and it's good or it's not good or something in between? And uh, then, yeah, yeah. And then everyone likes it or hates it. So then they get another one. Well, like another movie, like a completely different movie that has nothing to do with that one? No, where they take the same movie and they do the same movie again. And then you watch it a second time with different people. So, like a sequel? But this, it's the same story. What? Like a remake? Oh, you've never, you've never heard of this? Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen any. Because that just seems unbattable to me that it would ever exist. Oh, Nate, we need to talk. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again remotely with my best friend Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. I am here and ready to podcast. Looks like you're in a new studio. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, I, I still got the same studio vibe, though. Well, fair enough. And we are joined here today by two guys from the Recasting Couch Show, the miraculous Dr. S. How's it going? Pretty good. How we doing? I'm doing outstanding. And of course, the witch doctor, Michael Wingate CV. How's it going today, CV? Hey, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing great, thanks. So you guys are from the Recasting Couch Show. Tell me about that show. I I love this show, by the way. You guys are insanely entertaining. uh, And I think the concept is really smart. um, And I don't think anybody does it better than you guys. Oh, Oh, that's so kind. That's what I for. There's those, Everybody's uh, so pleasant today. Yeah, you know, these people that get paid millions of dollars to do it uh, professionally, we, we don't get paid millions. More along the lines of, I'd say we're closer to the billions at this point. Um, um, and we yeah. do it. Yeah. I think we do it a lot better. Um, and like I've previously well, yeah. stated, we recast movies. All right, um, but we cast people without actually bringing them to the real casting couch and uh without all the backroom you know rape to get the roles and stuff like that you know? okay. hashtag not me hashtag you know, not me hard r <laughs> word right out the gate yeah, <laughs> really yeah oh yeah kids don't listen to our show uh david tends to go a little um south but if you are going to listen to our show we recommend you do it all together in the same room in groups larger than 10 so. Nope, we don't recommend that. Not at all. Not one mm-hmm. bit. David, we talked about this. And if you can hold hands just as a sign of unity as well, it's probably better. Also, don't do that. Don't do that. Something tells right. me that at these viewing parties, there's Kool-Aid. Oh, yes. lots of Kool-Aid. Yeah, absolutely. Usually. Well, actually, okay. it's, it's Flavor-Aid. Flavor-Aid. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Want it, you don't want that branding in there. Unless no, 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 no. I mean. Right. Could be Kool-Aid. Right. So could be a Powerade. Who knows? <laughs> Oh no! Who knows what's in the cup? It's just what you that's... add into it that's really important, you know. What's in the cup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We talk about movies and actors and stuff and celebrity news, and it's a lot of fun. And we're not smart, and we're not very good at our jobs, and we go on tangents for a long time, and it's but fun. I... But we did an episode where we tried to cut out the tangents, and boy, the blowback was not 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not great. We realized that the tangents are pretty much the only reason why people listen to it for the most part. Yeah, um, there's so many podcasts out there where people just listen for tangents. I'm subscribed to like some exercise science podcast and that's all people care about is the tangents. Don't care yeah, about yeah. the actual science or anything. Just want random deludes into random subjects. Yeah, yep. this is, nobody's ever going to take our casting, so they just want to hear the tangents. That's it. Mm-hmm. The recasting couch podcast, they can get anywhere anyone can can get podcasts, but let's get into this topic here today uh, yes. so that people can see what the Miraculous Doctor S and the Witch Doctor Michael Wingate CV are all about um, and, uh, and kind of get a feel so that they can know as well that they want to listen to that show. Uh, today, we're talking about remakes. Uh, I was on uh, PlayStation the other day playing hockey and there were people complaining uh, because they were watching, uh, somebody had mentioned that their kids were watching the new live action Lion King, live action Lion King. Um, and someone else was saying Hollywood doesn't have any originality anymore. All they know what to do is remake old movies, rehash old shows that have already existed. Uh, and I may not disagree, but I disagree with the sentiment there, which is that that's bad. Uh, and I'd love to hear you guys' opinions. I know Nate Pepin, you don't listen to, you don't watch a ton of movies. No, I don't watch a ton of movies, and it's because they're usually too long for my attention span. Or rather, put it another way, I think if I'm gonna get that involved in something, I want to watch a whole series, i.e., like uh, you know, Breaking Bad or uh, you know, Game of Thrones. It's just something where it's fully fleshed out, as opposed to just like an hour and a half, two hours. I just have a hard time paying attention and getting invested unless it's long-term character arcs. So is but, that to say that two hours is too long to decide to make the jump into a time sink without knowing if you like it or not, but not long enough if you do like it to want to, to like you want more than two hours if you do like it and less than two hours if you don't like it. So that's kind of like the, it's just hits a really in-between area. Yeah, well, also, something about, like, TV shows is that they have a lot of subtle changes over time. And, you know, it's certainly big changes that happen. But in a movie, it's just, like, big change, big change, big change. And I can't get fully invested in that character. So, like, I don't have the attention span to, like, get connected to this character within, like, you know, half an hour or so. Whereas, you know, if you give me, like, you know, six hours over the whole season, I can get connected to that character and then changes they make. Now, right. it, who, who has the time to watch a movie for two hours when you could just quickly read a thousand-page book? You know, I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so is that safe to say then that the 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 crew of the recasting couch would prefer to watch a movie to to any other form of entertainment? Yeah, I don't like to read. Uh, uh, I love reading. I mean, nerd. I like when read people. I like when people read to me. I love audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just recently found uh, CV and some of our older listeners can tell you that uh, I myself just found out about listening to podcasts. I'm a huge FM radio guy myself. Yeah. Um, um, I've been known to man. Yeah. I'm still, I still have all of my numbers on my uh, radio dash all logged into different FM stations. You're Um, insane. Yeah. And up until probably about a month ago, that's all I listened to was the FM radio. I don't think I listened to podcasts at all until, I mean, even when I was making this, I wasn't even listening to podcasts, which is ridiculous. But yeah, 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 that's kind of surprising. But there's another uh, popular podcast station that has a similar sort of thing where I was talking to one of the main members and she was saying, oh, I've never actually heard a podcast. 
Yeah, but no she's kidding. like a prominent <laughs> podcast member and's like awesome. <laughs> okay. Do you think Joe Rogan listens to podcasts? Probably not, right? Uh, I know. I like to think he does. I like to think he does. R- Radio Lab. He he talks about Radio Lab constantly. I know he listens to that one. <laughs> yeah. If he does, I just see him getting like angry at almost every podcast he listens to for some reason or another. I'm sure. Yeah. So with, go ahead. With the, whole, with the whole idea of like a movie repeating the same like plot or same like story, like I don't have a problem with that to some degree because you could say that every plot right now is kind of the s- same but just kind of done differently. Like so, so many different plots are just the Moses plot, you know, like you know, baby abandoned, found by some royal family becomes a you know super awesome person and tells all this stuff like that, it's basically that's basically superman everywhere. moses superman. is basically the story of superman i mean yeah. really well yeah yeah i mean the bible the uh well i mean they definitely ripped that off of superman um no doubt um, yeah, in biblical times like Absolutely. moses come on uh but on a, on a real note um mark twain once said there is no such thing as a new idea it is impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them uh, into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn, and they make new and curious combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how I've always looked at like storylines, because my whole background is in um, is in entertainment. It's in it's in theater and film and television, um, and. I have been a student of cinema for a long time, and. I understand and I acknowledge that, you know, you cannot create anything absolutely new because there have been so many stories, like millions and millions of stories passed down over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Uh, It's bound to be reminiscent of something else. But a remake is just unnecessary because if we can continue to create content based on, you know, all of this information that we've received and all of this culture that we've received over our entire lifetimes, over the generations of human beings, then why do we need to remake the exact same story again? Why? The the paradox there is that you want it to be somewhat similar to past ideas, but not so similar to, like, one iteration of those ideas. Like, like Aladdin was great with the the animated film, but you you don't want something that is... You want something in that kind of same guise, but not the exact same story necessarily. And I like, exactly. I, I like the idea. I, I will say I like the idea of seeing something in live action because it's like it, it's like the next step from, OK, I read it in a book. I'd love to see it visually. And then people say, OK, I saw it as a cartoon. I'd love to see how it would look like in real life. I get it. Sure. But don't get me wrong. I'll see it. It's just not necessary. Yeah. And, and especially because it's another way of especially right now, uh, Disney's almost using it as a way to go back and like correct the mistakes they made in their cartoon versions um, yeah. and, then, and put it in live action. And they have not been quiet about it. They very much said, you know, we're going to go back and write all the wrongs we did in all of our movies, which let's just be real. In like the 90s and early 2000s, pretty much everything Disney did was like horribly racist or sexist, like terribly. <laughs> I mean, nobody can deny that. I mean, the Pocahontas movie is not only is it horribly inaccurate, but it's extraordinarily racist. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. I think Mulan is probably one of the most racist Disney movies I think made personally. Uh, Disney made a few mistakes. I mean, but <laughs> lots of things don't age well. That's that's okay. But I mean, the we, fact we that forgive they used them, right? As a media to try to fix it, and they made a huge deal about it. It's like okay, so you're not really trying to give us new entertainment. You're just also using this as a media to 
I don't know, yeah. recorrect, reconnect things. I don't get it, but well, um, uh, that sounds like a have, good thing. They it could yeah. be if they didn't try to play it up so much as like, hey, we're not bad. We're we're not this huge money grubbing evil uh, company. I don't know. There's <laughs> something to be said for for making a statement. I don't know. What aspect of it sounds good meter? The aspect that you're taking uh, you're taking what is beloved by many and they want to take, you know, you have a new generation of people. And these people, uh, you know, we, we live in a different climate and racism isn't cool anymore. And that's great. So we want to be able to share the past, share the things that we grew up with, that we love these stories with the new generation without having all of these gross, racist, sexist undertones as a part of it. So you can take the same story and now you can share it in a way that you don't have to feel guilty about sharing it because there's no racism attached to it. That sounds That's like a, a really good thing. way to look at it. That's awesome, dude. That's so a really a good way to look at it. But the other way to look at it also is empirically, it's definitely a way for Disney to make billions of dollars off the things that they've already made billions of dollars. And and I have never, ever, ever had an issue with people making money in this country. That is what the country, whether whether I agree with capitalism as a general rule or not, is irrelevant. That's what our country is based on, is making Absolutely. money. So you have a conglomerate like Disney, one of the biggest monopolies in the world, and their job is to make money. At least they're doing it in a way now where they're socially conscious. So I can 100% get behind that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have you guys have you guys ever felt the irony of playing Disney Monopoly? <laughs> I haven't, but that sounds surreal. Uh, I guess my point is they're going to make money no matter what. At least if they're making money, they're and they're going to promote no matter what. They're going to get themselves over no matter what. At least if they're doing it in a way that says we are making money off of being socially acceptable of being a better company than we were before that is a fucking great way to do it yeah. so this That's is where it's a little though you know, off kilter because the argument is they could certainly be more socially responsible or you know make movies that have better messages or messaging or portrayals but the question is do they need to necessarily make that with the same movies like right. this, it's the same same exact plots. I, I could see like you take the plot, you know, say Carcass or sorry, like the general overview of the plot, and make a different plot or a whole, a whole different movie. But whether it's the same movie as a remake, like does that is that needed? Is that best, or is that just a way to you know recoup money or garner more money? Like like whether they right. want to make more money or not, that's not the problem. But the question is, even if they're doing that to be say socially responsible, is it good for them to make a remake when it wasn't needed? Even if that was, say, a better... But who's to say it wasn't And, and if they're going to do it, why not do it well? That's my problem, is, is they've been doing it, but they haven't been doing it necessarily well, either. Well, Okay, uh, what makes you say that? I mean, just some of their... I mean, obviously, we're, a big, we're big sticklers for casting, for sure. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Some of the casting's been pretty spot on. I would like to say that I think the Beauty and the Beast castings were great. They had some great roles in there. Um... But when you look at Aladdin, they have like one person that people would know, and then the rest of their casting seems. I don't mind that because like, I liked I no I liked that all of the casting was done with um, like Middle Eastern actors. I was really really into that. It was very much like a Bollywood type feel, and I thought that that was very appropriate for telling the story of a guy in Agrabah, a Middle Eastern, you know fantastical yeah, lands a little, 
little change no on need your to take whitewash. on that one, huh? So Dr. S's problem is that it wasn't whitewashed enough. <laughs> that's what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> I'm one to stand by my words. Um, but uh, not necessarily. I guess what I didn't like is they had one big name actor that everybody knew, and it was clearly surrounded by B-roll actors for the sole purpose of propping up one highly famous actor. I don't know. I, I, I don't even uh, I don't even know, man. Will, Will Smith was fine. I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I did not like Aladdin. Uh, I thought the only good part about it, like the only entertaining part for me, the only well performed part, in my opinion, was uh, uh, like some of the Will Smith bits. I thought they were great, but I, as a movie overall, I didn't like it. The casting I was fine with, though. Um, I, I guess. In general, I don't like the fact I, I, I'm all for capitalism. Make money any way you can. If people are dumb enough to spend their money on it, take advantage of it is what, what I say. Go for it. Why not? But yeah. I think it's an insult to people that really like good movies, good literature, for Hollywood to just keep spewing this remade garbage over and over to us and expecting us to spend money on it. Well, um, maybe maybe I mean, Disney's target audience isn't the cinephile, but rather... No, they're targeting kid. us. They're targeting they're, us. That's the nostalgia, so we'll show it to our kids. We that, use our kids as an excuse to go watch it again. They're targeting parents sharing this with their kids and right. not having to feel guilty about doing it because they're doing it in a socially responsible way now. I and think I that's guess, a great thing for Disney to do versus Disney coming up with some bullshit, like awful story. Like, <laughs> you know this is a good story. Now you can do it in a good way, and you know that people are going to buy it. If you have a sure bet of making money and being able to turn around the image of your company, that's a really smart thing to do. I commend yeah. Disney for that. From a business from a from a business point of Disney. view. Yes. But there's but there's a lot more it's to I think th- I think there's a whole lot more to <laughs> movies than just making money. Yeah, for the company well, making it, sure, but what there's no artistic side to it anymore. There's no, hey, let's get something that's really gonna be riveting and 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 drag in the viewer. Like, give me something. Like, give me something with some meat in it. I mean, there well, was a your, uh, there was a study your... by the uh, Daily Collegiate um, a little while ago that said um, I think it was somewhere between thirty nine percent of all films in America between oh five and fourteen, only thirty nine percent were actually original scripts. Yeah, okay. well, so and in you the guys last have... ten years, that's doubled. That's doubled. That, that yeah. is, it's ridiculous. Have, have have you are you guys aware of um, the Campbellian storyline? No. Nope. So, uh, Joseph Campbell. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 the one. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the writer. Like some fancy fucking word. <laughs> oh, it's just a. <laughs> what a pretentious prick you are. Well, we are uh, doctors. We are doctors. I had to you use the, the, the technical term. Uh, we are doctors, so it's. Yeah, yeah, How so, long do you go to school to be a witch doctor, by the way? Uh, I dropped out after three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he does the doctor. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but so, so the Joseph Campbell um, storyline, right? Where it's you know, it's 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 Star Wars, it's Harry Potter, it's uh, you know, it's it's any epic storyline of an epic character. Um, there's the refusal of the call, the uh, meeting with the goddess, the atonement with the father, um, the hero's journey. Yep, the hero's journey, exactly. So we have seen the hero's journey in tens of thousands of productions of mm-hmm. plays and. Uh, and and television shows and and movies we have we have seen the storyline played out thousands of times. It's the most popular storyline there is, right? 
basic way to write a story. So why can't we just take that storyline that we always use, Disney, uh, and, and, and just make something new, create new ideas? We don't need to, to pull back from our old movies. We can just make new material, right? Why? So I, I don't know because you see different attempts with that. And if those attempts are successful, of course they're successful. But every time it's like, say, that hero's journey, but then they kind of do it similar to another movie, it just gets compared to this other movie. So, that, oh, this is just a copy yeah. of this film. This is a copy of this. Or it takes these elements from these two movies and it's just a rehash of these ideas. If I blame the internet. <laughs> make a remake people won't be as pissy about that copying they'll be pissed if you don't copy as much but they also want right. you to put something original and it's kind of catch 22 but, right, <laughs> yeah. you, like do like an offshoot or like take the bait core idea of the hero's journey and put it in some context is this going to get compared to that thing like yeah and i, I can't necessarily make sense i don't necessarily blame 100 percent hollywood especially the, the investors in hollywood for wanting to go with remakes because it's a surefire way to get Foot, feet in the door, people in the seats, and make some money no matter what. You're going to make money off of it. And there's always a risk when you do something original because people might just fucking hate it. All right? That's yeah. true. But and, and lots of times it does. Um, you know, speaking back to, I think, one of the last most original films I saw that I really, really enjoyed. Lots of people hated it. But I also think that it 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 was a big blockbuster as far as I'm concerned. I think a lot of people now love it is uh, the movie No Country for Old Men. Sure. Uh, very original movie. The storyline's pretty original. Uh, the writing in it's original. I think the casting was great. Uh, but uh, that's one of those movies where I don't think right off the bat a ton of people liked. I think a lot of people went and saw it because, yeah, as Hollywood does, they played the trailers on TV that showed just like the three or four action scenes. The title makes people think that there's going to be a lot of shooting and killing in it, which there's some, but not a ton. Uh, but No Country for Old Men, very original and has eventually grown and gotten more popular and made more money but it didn't so much right off the bat because it's you know a very original idea and i mean trying to portray it in a five second trailer is pretty hard as far as the full plot to it um you know it's one of those movies that watches more of a novel than it does a quick hour and a half pump your fucking adrenaline up shoot em up type movie but well yeah but i mean like, like you guys are looking to giant conglomerate companies like Disney to be creating original content. When maybe they you gave guys us frozen, you know, maybe, that was original, maybe, but <laughs> maybe you guys should be looking to other companies to be doing that. The indie companies to be doing that. Well, and, yeah. And kind, of, kind, of sh kind of shifting your, your focus. Like I feel like your expectation is, is incorrect. You should be looking at Disney to do whatever it's going to take to make money. And, retelling old stories is what's going to do that they know they have a guaranteed and they can tell their shareholders we're remaking dances with wolves with blue people that's yeah. gonna fucking sell and it works <laughs> um, yeah. and you right. let the indies take the risk and then the indies once they take the risk and their story catches get bought by the bigger company and then can retell that story for the rest of time right yeah but then you then you get the whole Oh, well, that actor that I love went through that phase where he just started doing a bunch of random, horrible indie movies, and I hated them all. And then he came and started doing the stupid, funny movies again, and we all love them. So it's like, there's no way. Dave, David, I know, I know you're sad about Zach Braff. I know. It's fine. <laughs> just go back to Scrubs. Do what you know, doctor. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but it seems like, especially with the comedian actors, like your, uh, your Adam Sanders, Will Ferrell. Adam Sanders. Adam Sandler. You know what I mean. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> Colonel Sanders, Adam Sandler at the same time. I don't know. They're why. the same but guy. Same thing. But um, <laughs> they all seem to like go through this period where they want to not be typecast and they want to get out of their unoriginality uh, phases and go do something indie. And we watch those movies. And for the most part, we all hate those movies. Like there's a couple people that like them and they do it well sometimes. But for the most part, lots of those are pretty terrible, too. So. I get why there's not a lot of originality in Hollywood because it's a huge gamble every time you do something original. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, a aspect of originality where you have to put the work in to enjoy it. So it's like a super complex jazz or just like, you know, bebop jazz. Oh, yeah. Th- that, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> you listen to it and you usually don't like it the first listen. Maybe you do, but a lot of times you don't quite get what they're doing, or you might have some vague ideas, but the more and more you listen to it, the more and more you understand what they're trying to do and convey. And I haven't watched Old Country for Old Men, but I assume it's kind of like that, where the first time you watch it, you might you might like it, you might love it, but it's it, it's not it's not it's not existing within you. It, it doesn't it's not a part of you yet. It's not like the general kind of a wider nature that everyone's copying from. So it's harder to actually understand what it's trying to say. The more you kind of reflect on it and think about it, the more it makes sense to you and the more you want to watch it. Uh, it there's certain types of humor like that, too. For instance, like Seinfeld, when it first came out, it was very kind of new humor. Oh, very yeah. Revolutionary. Same with The Simpsons. The show almost flopped. I mean, people like were like, what the fuck is going on? This doesn't make any sense. It's literally a show about nothing. And they're like, right. Yeah, that's what we did. We made a show about nothing. And people are like, well, why the fuck would you do well, that? Why? <laughs> and then but, people loved it. Because life is kind of like that. It's not necessarily right. we don't wake up every morning with a goal in mind as far as what's the uh, what's my life technically going to be about today. You know, you go out, you do your work and random shit happens to you. And that's just the way your life is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think people liked it. It's more relatable. But it, it, but it took time for people to relate to it because it took it had that to internalize it. If it was just something it was about something completely new in a way. And right. but people didn't like it at first because they didn't you couldn't relate to anything they've seen before. So they're like, what is this? Now everything is copying it. Like almost everything is Seinfeld or Simpsons like related as far as comedy goes. Like it's exactly. just so hammered to death. Like I didn't watch Seinfeld growing up or the Simpsons, but the Simpsons and Seinfeld comedy is like I know it because it, everything's copied it. You didn't watch Simpsons growing up? I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, I wasn't well, either, but I I mean I still did. Uh, are you I, where did they where did they hurt you? Uh, where on the Craigbot did they did they hurt you? <laughs> uh, people people love rehashing. People love things that they already know. That's why in sitcoms you have catchphrases. People fucking yep. love catchphrases. Why do you think we open and close our show the same way every exactly. single time? Because people love catchphrases. Urkel comes in and says, "Fucking, did I do that?" And people exactly. lose their goddamn mind. I know it's crazy. It's. That's like why bad radio did so well for so long. You know, it's like we got 1976 WHOO. <laughs> no, Before like- we get too far <laughs> off it, uh, Jason Almay, uh, I actually happen to be wearing shit happens when you party naked shirt. Uh, he's in chat. He says, uh, talking about Adam Sanders, uh, punch, <laughs> punch drunk love, pretty well received. Uh, Samo's most recent one, Uncut Gems, which they fucking shoved down our throat. So, uh, so good. Like that. I actually haven't seen that one yet. Um, I said, loved it. They don't sell like MCU films, but they get great reviews. No Country for Old Men was lauded by critics as soon as it came out. 
by critics, yes, but I think I know a lot, a lot of people that went and watched it, and they said they were disappointed because I think they were expecting another old west shoot 'em up type movie, which. Mm-hmm. If you watch the commercials back then, that's definitely how they lauded it. I mean, for sure, they played it off as guys. It's the same with um, uh, there will be blood. I don't know if anybody's seen that movie as well. When they guys, first... yeah. Can I please just point out how much I love having live like fact checking <laughs> on David? <laughs> <laughs> it's be- it's become a pretty big part of our show. Uh... <laughs> I wish we had a fact checking team. I wish it wasn't just me. <laughs> Yeah, like well, apparently there was no big green dragon in uh, Zack and Cody. In Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, yeah. yeah, yeah, there was not a giant dragon. Great movie though. I uh, I definitely encourage everybody with kids to watch that movie. It's a great movie. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yep. It's a TV show. It's, it's a an old TV movie. show. So nope, it's not a movie, bud. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Uh, it's I made a stupid comment every time I've done the show, but this one in particular. Um, <laughs> he brought it up we started talking to it and for the sake of conversation i decided i was just going to sort of embellish on the fact that i had seen it and try to offer facts on something that i was trying to research quickly on my phone uh, i had in fact not seen it made stupid comments that it was a movie and uh all the facts that i mentioned on it were completely wrong uh so then i got fact checked a week later made some more stupid comments to try to back it up and it made me look even dumber. But from then on out, we decided to use that every time. So that's why I've learned not to back up anything I say. No, I just die on the hill, whether it's wrong or not. People can only question you so long. If you sit there and die on that hill, I mean, just make a wild claim and then never say anything about it again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I I think we should definitely leave some wild claims for the next episode because this one's getting a little bit long and it's hard to do episodes given certain circumstances. So uh, next time we're going to cover part two of this episode about remakes. Are they bad or are they not? Well, that's for uh, us to decide. We need to talk.